Welcome to the Stephen and Arjun's Football Podcast, where they discuss anything football, everything football. This podcast is brought to you by Starshot Bakery and Misuboy SG. Craving for party treats like cakes and cookies in Subang Jaya? Visit starshot.bakery on Instagram. Or would you like tiramisu in Singapore? Visit misuboy.sg on Instagram as well. Hi Arjun, good evening and Merry Christmas to you. Hi, good evening. Merry Christmas to yeah. you, Stephen. Let me start off by introducing myself. I think. Yeah. Um, first off, my name is Stephen. Uh, I'm, I'm from JB, currently based in Singapore. And I have been supporting Liverpool since 2006. It's a uh, 14 years worth of love affair. And <laughs> uh, for us Liverpool fans, we finally ended our 30 years long wait of title last year. And yeah, people always say if you question whether a Liverpool fan, whether he, is he loyal or not, just show him the Roy Hobson team that we had in 2010. <laughs> All right, yeah, so diehard Liverpool fan here, and can't wait to discuss more about soccer, Premier League, and uh, European League as a whole. Yeah, yeah, Arjun, how about you? Yeah, so my name is Arjun, um, I'm based in KL. Uh, so I've been a MU supporter since 2007. Uh, which is the peak of the glory times under Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, contra- contrast to what Stephen said, as an MU fan, um, the test of loyalty was sitting through David Moyes and uh, occasionally very boring football under Jose Mourinho. And of course, right, uh, right now it seems to be on the positive track, but it's a wait to see whether uh, Ole Gunnar can lead us to our first league title after Sir Alex Ferguson has retired. Um, so yeah, there's quite a lot of interesting issues to discuss. Yeah, yeah, especially during lockdown, we are nothing other than soccer. Lah. At least the good thing is at least football is back. Yeah. <sighs> but to be to be neutral, to be perfectly neutral, though, like, we can see that actually uh, social is actually getting good results. Mm. Like like two weeks ago when they were knocked out by uh Salzburg Salzburg in the Champions uh, League. Olympic. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Leipzig. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The Red Bull clubs, uh, yeah, Leipzig. Uh, two weeks ago, looked up by Leipzig in the yes. Champions League. It looks like it looks like the 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 the, the, the should we uh, should social be set? The, the the topic came up again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, that was two weeks ago. Then two weeks after, you know, they beat they beat uh they beat Everton recently, yeah. and they beat six uh, Leeds. six two Leeds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I think like nowadays. Um, Managers are uh, praised and criticized uh, very very soon. Game by um, game, uh, I think. I think. Yeah, probably like two weeks ago or three weeks ago, Jose Mourinho was the talk of the world. It's like he's going to lead Spurs <laughs> to the league title, and now uh, all we hear about are Spurs problems. Oh yes, yes, and yes. The negative, uh, negative tactics of Jose Mourinho. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, actually, no, actually. Uh, yeah, only recently it happened. Actually, two weeks ago, or, or uh, two weeks ago, we were discussing about Spurs as a title challenger, but they got one point out of the three uh, matches, the last three match versus Crystal Palace, where they concede a last minute, or not last minute, a late equalizer. And the uh, second last match was against Liverpool, and the last match was against, I think, Leicester, which they had uh, both Crystal lost. Crystal Palace also. No, 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 no. Uh, Crystal Palace was three matches ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The last match was against Leicester. Yeah, so yeah. one match, one sorry, one point from nine, nine, uh, one point from out of nine. So that's not a very good return, I think. Uh, I yeah, think one and of the now, biggest criticism was that against Crystal Palace, after going one nil up, uh, Jose Mourinho reverted to the <laughs> park the bus, which is uh, as an MU fan is so familiar. 
and it's a source of frustration. So that's one of the biggest criticism of Ozzy. Well, but to be honest, to him, it was an effective method, though. Like, uh, yes, up to that point, um, to get the points for Spurs, it was quite effective. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like you see, they're they're set up now. They're de- defensively, they're quite strong. I would say. Yes, but um, I I would say like uh. From from your opinion as well that they are uh, if they have one injury to Kane or Son and they are they are quite uh they they have a big problem because yeah, they don't have my point. Uh, yeah 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 I think I think we will discuss more on that later yeah <laughs> all right anyway we have a lot to discuss so we have a few focus topic for uh, this podcast today firstly we will start off with uh Edison Cavani's recent uh racism uh controversy. Yeah, yeah, incident or controversy. Yeah. Whereby, okay, first a few facts on 29th mm-hmm. of November after the win against Southampton. Yeah. Uh, after the 3-2 win against Southampton where he scored two late goals, uh, he posted uh, insta- or, or reposted an Instagram story with the uh, supposedly racism word Negrito, which he said gracias Negrito to one of his uh, supposedly friends. <laughs> who, congr- who congratulated him uh, in terms of uh, in, in, in his uh, uh, 3-2 win over Southampton and he's got two goals on th- the, a day later 13 November and of course on the same day the Instagram story was taken down he apologised a day later and the club has backed him in a press statement as well a day later and 17 days later two weeks later he was charged with a misconduct by the FA so yeah, the controversy out of this is that what I want to what I want to discuss today is yeah. that Arjun, do you think that uh because recently uh we talk about Black Lives Matter, you know, no room for racism, this yeah. kind of activity going on, mm-hmm. a kick it up campaign that Premier League has going on for for quite a quite a while now, quite a few mm-hmm. years now. Um do you think they are a bit slow and in terms of uh reacting to uh this kind of racism uh remarks or actions by the player? Um, yes, I do think they are slow, uh, because especially since the, uh, the racism, anti-racism movement is getting stronger and stronger, they should, um, it, no matter what the outcome is, they should uh, release the punishment or the outcome much sooner. Um, say, in, uh, for the charge, if they take two weeks, maybe a few more days for the punishment is probably appropriate. Uh, but yeah. the only thing we can do is... Uh, draw parallel with the Suarez incident since that's the only uh, close, uh, similar similar racism incident that we can compare and contrast uh, in terms of the speed of acting, in terms of the punishment, in terms of the severity and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I believe it takes two hands to clap. Like, for example, in the yeah. recent uh, Champions League game round six between PSG and Istanbul, Basakshir, mm-hmm. where the uh, fourth official office, uh, allegedly referred uh, the Istanbul Basakshir uh, assistant manager as the black man or the black guy uh, or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it takes both hands to clap in terms of that. The official, the the, mm-hmm. the both side of players agreed to walk off and uh, suspend the match. And the next day, they came back to complete the, the, the round, complete the match with yeah. banners supporting supporting the the assistant manager. I think his name is Weibo. Yeah. yeah, as well as uh, Dembaba, who was uh, very, very much affected, uh, yeah. very vocal and very much affected by the incident as well. But, but so there I was an yeah. interesting fact about that incident as well that I was uh, reading through. I, I, I was reading through some of the comments uh, of the articles that mentioned this incident and a lot of um, black football fans uh, commenting on the incident actually said that Dembaba was wrong. 
they actually mm. uh, said that uh, he should have been proud to be referred to as the black one. Uh, mm. That it's not a discriminatory term, but rather uh, an adjective uh, to yes. point point out someone in a lineup. So it, it wasn't meant to be derogatory or racist. It's just uh, a manner of conversation. So I guess there's uh, two sides to the story. It's just um, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Two two sides of the story, lah. You know, I don't know who's right, who's wrong. You know, yeah. only the 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 uh, the how do I say the assistant? Uh, sorry, mm. the fourth official know itself, like, And also, uh, uh, Sky Sport pundit uh, Mika Richards also said about. Uh, about this, he yeah. was weighing on his on his thought that he actually sided with the fourth official. He's saying that what uh, if there are five white men and one black man, he will actually refer to the black man as the black man. Exactly. And yeah. if there is like like let's say there's one sorry there's one white man and five black men, and he'll, he'll say oh the, 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 the white, white man, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so exactly. would that be racist? Uh, it may it may not be. People may not feel racist. Uh, but then even uh, in the Malaysian setting, I feel we do refer to people as the Chinese one or the Indian one and. That's not exactly racist. That's just a description. Ah uh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I think I think it's a sensitive topic now in 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 the European League football. Yes. So people tend to get uh, worked up easily. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So uh, a few more statistics that I've uh checked up. Seventeen days between offense and charges for 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 Edison Cavani, which is uh about two weeks, which is um, I would say uh. Faster, we, we mm-hmm. kind of the FA kind of improved from the incident nine years ago, which we referred to the Suarez Evra incident. Yeah. So Suarez Evra incident happened on 15 of October, and Suarez was charged on 16 of November. So that was one month. That, that was one month. So there's a one month gap between the uh the, the discussion on whether Suarez uh, was indeed uh, being a racist, and then he was banned for eight match. Mm-hmm. This this punishment was uh, given on 20th of December. Okay. So, the, by the time the punishment come up, it's already two months. Another month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since yeah. the offense. Yeah. So, so what we would, we would, we would. Uh, of course, we, uh, yeah, we, we both agree that there should be a shorter time frame, and in terms of, uh, and uh, in terms of the action, there should be more drastic action for the FA to really, uh, clamp down or stop the uh, the, the racism activity or uh, the, yeah, something like. Something that involves racism, yeah. In the the football setting, but uh, probably from what we can see is that uh, from the time from the Suarez incident, it has improved in terms of the timeline. Uh, where they took one month earlier, yes, they have yes. reduced correct, the time correct. to two weeks. So I guess that is progress. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, the <laughs> fact that Cavani also said the word same word the mm. uh, negrito or the same base base word is called the 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 the, the negro. Uh, it also shed some light on the truth about Suarez. Maybe he he was not a racist. It maybe maybe the word is not a racism word in in the in the South America setting. Um, I feel like at the time, yes, the word was uh, considered racist. But probably mm. now analyzing back, the word itself was not racist, but the context in which he said it was yeah, yeah, made, and, made and it sound it was, very racist. Yeah, and maybe the, the the setting was that he was arguing with Evra. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a very heated atmosphere between uh Liverpool and MU. Yeah. Yeah. So uh well as a Liverpool fan I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway, yeah, we hope that the racism incident can uh I, I see improvement uh, in terms of the PSG game. I'm really happy that you know uh yeah. clubs are taking initiative to 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 to, 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 work to, out. to stop yeah to work out and I hope that the Premier League can you know uh yeah. Start to follow suit as well. 
yeah. yeah. Anything, any closing remarks on this topic, Arjun? I, I would say that uh, it's probably fair for Kawani to be, uh, in terms of the punishment. Yes. Uh, I, I would say it is fair for him to be uh, given a match ban, probably one mm-hmm. or two matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, comparing the severity of the context of uh, the word use. Mm. But uh, he shouldn't, of, of, of course, uh, it's probably not uh, very fair if he's let off scot free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think they should also be like the clubs should also take initiative to 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 to, to, to educate teach him, yes. them, educate them. Yeah, yeah. Before they you know join. Or yeah, definitely join. the cultural difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing, one, one point I made previously was that they are the role models of hundreds of thousands of fans around the world. But but again, on this uh, issue, there was yeah. another side of the story also where um, Spanish fans and Brazilian fans were commenting, South American fans were commenting uh, on the article saying uh, maybe uh, English football should be more aware of different cultures, including like the Spanish culture, South American culture, on how they use different words. Uh, yes. Not, not just yeah. um, South American players adapting to English football. Yeah, but see how, how see how different people interpret it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but I would say most of the time, if you go into people's country, you have to tend yeah, to yeah. follow you, uh, When in Rome, go as the Romans do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like for example, you cannot like uh, Timu Puki cannot come around Malaysia and sit down calling his name Puki around. Yeah, because it, <laughs> they will mean something different in Malay, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Ken. I think we will close this topic for yeah. today. All right, moving on to the second topic that we are going to discuss today in the podcast. Uh, Salah leaving Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a few stats about Mohamed Salah in Liverpool since he joined in 2017. Okay. His record is astonishing. Yeah. In the league, he played 121 games. He mm-hmm. scored 86 goals and 31 assists. Mm-hmm. His goal involvement per match is 0.9967. Yeah, almost yeah. one to one. Uh, goal involvement. Goal involvement meaning uh, including assists as well. Lah. Yeah. So in total, in all mm-hmm. matches, 173 played. 110 goals and 42 assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, 0.87 goal involvement per match. This record yeah. seems like he's probably one of Liverpool's most productive players ever. Uh, yes. Yes, yeah. I would say so. I think he is more clinical than Torres, Suarez yes. previously. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think based on... Uh, uh, I'll give my view mm-hmm. or opinion as a Liverpool fan. Yeah. I feel that uh, since I was a Liverpool fan in 2006, uh, we have seen a lot of players who have treated Liverpool as a stepping stone to the big clubs. Yeah. Namely, Barcelona and Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for example, uh, Alvaro Abaloa mm-hmm. went to Real Madrid. Yeah. Uh, Sabi Alonso went to Real mm-hmm. Madrid. Uh, Javier Mascarano, mm-hmm. Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, Fernando Torres from the Chelsea. Uh, Suarez went to Barcelona, Coutinho went to Barcelona. And yeah. in recent times, under Jurgen Klopp, uh, Emre Chan went to Juventus. Mm-hmm. And there are rumours that uh, Jorginho, Gini Wijnaldum will be mm. going to Barcelona as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, okay. For the first few that I have uh, listed out, uh, Abaloa, mm-hmm. Alonso, Mascherano, Torres, uh, to be honest, I do not blame them. That's yeah. of the players. Because they left Liverpool when Liverpool were in a decline. Mm. Torres left in 2010, which is the yeah. latest one. So that, back then, we were under Roy Hobson. We were <laughs> Although eventually, it didn't quite work out for Torres. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But but the cut wasn't good, lah. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. like he went, he went to mm. win titles, which he did. I think he did. He he won yeah. a, a Premier League under actually. Uh, he won a Champions League as well. Champions League as well, yeah. yeah. Under Roberto uh, Di Di Matteo. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think it turned out well for Torres. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Torres as well. I think I think Torres. Uh, yeah. Uh, players from South America always have the dream to play for Barcelona or Real Madrid. Yeah, so that's true. <laughs> coming from uh, that part of the continent, and for Coutinho, actually, I don't blame Coutinho. Okay, of course, I feel sad that he left. They they have the dream to play for it is their childhood dream to play for uh, big clubs like Barcelona and Real Madrid. Like. I think they don't have anything against Liverpool, because when Suarez mm-hmm. left, uh, Liverpool uh just uh finished second in the league, one three one four. Yeah, and Coutinho left in a uh where posi- uh where Liverpool were 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 were, were in a strong position. We yeah, on the way out. Fat four. Yeah, yeah, we, we have the fat four. Yeah, with Salah, Mane, and Firmino at but, that time. Uh, without Coutinho leaving, um, Liverpool might not have reached this stage as soon. Ah, uh, yes. As yes. Fast, yeah. Yes, but back then, Coutinho didn't know, you know. Yeah. yeah for, for, in terms of Coutinho's personal development, I would say mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Emery Chan, he left when Liverpool were also mounting a serious title challenge. Yeah, and recently we see Wijnaldum as well. So uh, uh, about the Wijnaldum case, we had rumors mm. about Wijnaldum uh, running down his contract at the end of this season, yeah. wanting to join Barcelona to join mm. up with to link up with Ronald Koeman. Yeah. But, but but I have I have some reservations like about Ronald Koeman in Barcelona. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I don't think okay to be honest, uh, I don't think he's gonna last more than one season. So yeah, what, from, uh, okay, his yeah his yeah. record in La Liga currently shows uh one seven draw mm. three and lost four. Barcelona. Mm. He is, is uh, Barcelona, Barcelona is, is very poor. Yeah, it's very poor. They are now eight points, eight points off the lead, the top of the table in mm. fifth place with one more game played. One more game played, they are eight points behind. Mm. Doesn't sound like good news for Kuman, right? So it sounds like a step down for one of them, to be honest. Yeah, 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 and and I uh, I understand the the Netherlands connection, you know. Uh, yeah. Frankie De Jong was there, is there, and uh, uh want to actually he want to recruit uh, uh oh, face the pie, the pie, the pie mm. from Lyon to join Yeah, him. and probably uh, the lead as well. Oh, the lead from Juventus. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Dutch connection, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, compared to the uh, in my opinion, compared to the previous few players that I mentioned. Mm. This time round, Liverpool LFC is actually in a stronger position as a club. Mm. Uh, compared yeah. to uh, in terms of performance, I wouldn't say they are a bigger club than uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona, but in terms of performance and in terms a of stronger the position potential, to win titles. Yeah, yeah, potential yeah. to win the Champions League. They are actually uh, 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 better favorites to win the Champions Probably League. Probably just below Bayern Munich, I guess. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. For the first time, we are a stronger position than Barcelona and Real Madrid. I would say. Yeah. Since the sales of Coutinho. Yeah, <laughs> and we I read the news that recently that uh, I read recently the news that we also finally finished the 142 million payment of Coutinho. We finally fully received the 142 million of Coutinho payment. Barcelona actually want to sell him ASAP because he don't want to hit some appearance uh, 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 related uh, mm, payment. Uh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, from what we see from the previous few uh, examples, Emery Chan for one, Coutinho for two. Yeah. These two these two examples tell that the grass is not always greener on the other side. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. So and for my point of view as a Liverpool fan, 
I support the club. I, I, I do not support Mosala, but I support the club itself. Mm-hmm. 28 year old, next year 29 years old. Mm-hmm. If and then he has two and a half years more on his contract. Yeah. If Real Madrid or Barcelona is going to offer 100 million pound for mm-hmm. a 29 year old right winger, I would sell him. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. sell him. And use yeah. the that, that's my money budget. to improve the squad. Yes, 100 million. Yeah. More than more than worth it for 29 years old, I think. Uh, yes, yeah. economically, definitely it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the flip side, I think uh, also uh, selling Wijnaldum is probably not much effect to Liverpool since uh, under Liverpool, under Klopp, Liverpool's midfield is more like a hardworking midfield rather than a creative midfield. Yes. So, uh, like Henderson, Fabinho, Wijnaldum, all three of them are runners and hardworking mm. man markers. Mm. They are not really very uh, creative players. The front three is a creative players. Yes. So usually hardworking players you can easily replace and train new hardworking players as well. So I don't think one other will be a big loss. Um, especially since he already has Keita and probably Thiago as well. Yes, agree, uh, agree. Yeah, yeah. Players to but, 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 one thing about Wijnaldum, he's I don't know things about player they like they tend to shine on the last the, the, the last year of their contract. And yeah. really shine during his last con- uh, last season in Liverpool. Uh Wijnaldum, he shined during uh, this season. Uh, Maybe Liverpool it, had so a that very they big have uh, better motivation. <laughs> bias, uh, better motivation uh, since to uh, attract the other clubs. Maybe, maybe. But, but uh, what, throughout this injury crisis, Liverpool had a very big injury crisis recently. Yeah. Uh, Fabinho had to go back to the uh, go to the uh, centre back. Yeah, yeah. So we only had Henderson. Müller mm-hmm. is old, and Wijnaldum was ever present. He is he is the evergreen in the Liverpool midfield. Yeah. Yeah, so so he really showed that he is he, he really gets injured though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is his good 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 side. I think he's his his uh, he's point. very reliable. I guess reliable, durable. I would say uh, a little bit like Henderson, just that one yeah, yeah, is slightly yeah. more creative than Henderson, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, and and he he, he do the simple things lah. He mm-hmm. do the simple things lah. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, about the Salah. Uh, back to Salah. Um, yeah. I will sell him. And um, yeah, have... so what, what I was thinking is economically, of course, uh, it's a fantastic uh, decision to sell him because mm. compared to the age and um, how much you uh, transfer fee you get since he's in his peak. Um, yes. But as a player, Liverpool would probably take two seasons, I would say, or three seasons to replace him. It would be very hard to find a player who would immediately replace him to yes. provide all those goals and assists. Mm. So uh, immediately in the short term, Liverpool might struggle unless mm. the unless Jota or Firmino or Mane picked up the slack. Mm. But uh, because Firmino is a very unselfish player, uh, he's not mm. as uh, clinical as Salah or as mm. uh, yeah as selfish as Salah, to, to mm. put it daily. Yeah. So Salah and Mane are more selfish, which is why Liverpool could score so many goals. Yes. So if Salah leaves, I feel like Firmino has to become a bit more selfish, a bit more of a traditional number nine to provide more goals. Yes. yes. Yeah. A bit more clinical as well. La. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he has dropped back a lot, like, like as in like into midfield to play the force yes, line position. Yes, he probably shouldn't drop back so much uh, if Salah yeah. leaves because then he has to share the post guard. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm quite confident because uh this this season uh if you ask me about last season I wouldn't yeah. be confident that Liverpool will mm-hmm. continue to progress with the if Salah leaves. Yeah. With Origi Origi as a backup, but this yeah. season we have uh, Diogo Jota. Yeah. In the league, he has nine appearances, mm-hmm. five goals, total. Okay. 17 appearances and yeah. 9 goals. So, which is yeah. a, not, a, not a bad return for a, 
for backup. Sometimes earlier when I asked you, would you rather sell Salah or money? You uh, always yes. said Salah, right? No, no, no. You, you asked me the, the tree, the front tree. Who yeah, front tree, exactly. So do you still stick by that? Yes, I will still say Salah first. Okay. Because in my opinion, my... I will say money first because they're roughly around the same age. But from the mm-hmm. games I've been watching, Salah's goal involvements are a lot more. And yes. it seems like whenever Salah plays, the team, whole team plays better. Mane just has individual moments of brilliance. Whereas ah, yes. Salah has his way of uh, connecting the whole team. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. If, I don't know, from uh, from my perspective, it seems like I would rather sell Mane first before Salah. Okay, from the match I have been watching, okay, two of them are wingers, left and right. They, they, they are good in different ways. Uh. Salah but tends also to... Also, the other thing is there are very few good right wingers in the world right now. So, true, true, to, true. to sell Salah, it would be very hard to replace him. Like, for true, example, true. MU still haven't found a solid right winger. Jaden Sancho, and now he's in poor form as well. Uh, we signed <laughs> Daniel James. I and, think he's uh, affected by the rumours that he didn't get to join MU. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another, another, uh, another replacement to note is uh, yeah. Takumi Minamino. Mm. He scored his first Premier League goal last, last week. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm a bit biased being yeah. an Asian. <laughs> I would want him to succeed. Uh, to be honest, Liverpool um, yeah. when Liverpool first signed him, I was very excited because it's another mm. Asian in the Premier League. Yes. Then, um, sometime later, I was kind of seeing a bit of Kagawa in him. Yeah, in the yeah, sense that I was yeah. worried that he's going to fail in the Premier League. Blowing hot and cold. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like he can't uh, cope with the Premier League. But um, lately, it seems like he's been playing reasonably well. And I, I think the physicality of the Premier League yes. does. Yeah, yeah. Somehow, Song Hyo-min um, and last time, like players like Park Ji-sung. Park Ji-sung. Yeah, could adapt very well to the Premier League. Tong Fang Chow. Cho. Uh, <laughs> barely played the game for United. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I just hope Minamino doesn't become another Kakao. <laughs> okay, uh, from the match, I've been watching Minamino's close control, like ball control is very good. Yeah. But he doesn't have the physicality to, 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 to do 50-50 shoulder-to-shoulder challenges with defenders. Like. Yeah, exactly. So when I watch him, it's almost like saying Kakao again. Because Kakao is yeah, so yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had very so good like close control, Kagawa good passing, good playmaking, yeah. but very poor physical attributes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so shall we move on to the third topic for today? Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, so moving on to the third topic for today's podcast. We have we are a few days away from January, 1st of yeah. January, which means the transfer window will be open soon. I did top six clubs, top the top six January transfer targets. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think I should start first mm-hmm. with Liverpool. Okay. During the injury crisis where mm-hmm. Van Dijk and Gomez was injured, oh, the centre-back was an issue. Yeah. yeah. And it remains an issue. It mm-hmm. remains an issue because Fabinho is a makeshift one. Yeah. Joe Joe Matic is not is not as reliable in terms okay. of his injury record. Yeah. Yeah. And further down the packing order, the rest the the the, the other uh fit uh, defenders mm-hmm. we have is uh Ned Phillips from yeah. the uh, under 23 and as well as Rhys Williams as well. They played well, but they are mm-hmm. still uh, inexperienced in the Premier League, I would say. Yeah. Whether or not to buy a center back mm-hmm. because Fabinho is playing so well in, in the center back role. Yeah. You know, we, we yeah, so so uh, to be honest, I do not know whether we should we should or not. We mm. should maybe we can do an emergency loan on the on the on the experienced centre back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, because it's more for cover and uh, once yes. your first choice centre backs are back, whoever you buy can't be expecting to play every week. Probably be sitting yeah. on the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe yeah. not even example, on the bench. Uh, Antonio Rudiger not playing in Chelsea. Yeah, uh, I don't think Chelsea will loan us lah, but. 
an example. Yeah. Or so, maybe Connor Cody, but it's very unlikely if <laughs> he's not going to play. I, I, I don't think I don't think Wolves will do emergency loaning us their captain. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, but as a signing, I feel Cody is because he's a boyhood Liverpool fan as well. Oh, as a signing, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. He the is from the is. Liverpool academy, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then, uh, uh, and I also feel Liverpool could do with a, another good backup keeper since Adrian has started very well, but recently hmm. uh he's been quite error prone. Yeah. And the other backup is a youngster who yes. played well as well, but uh, uh. probably need an experienced backup. So someone like MU had uh, with Romero last yeah. last season. Yes. Uh, yeah. Some some someone like that. Yeah, yeah. But if you if if. Liverpool were to sign a experienced backup keeper, that would mean Adrian have to have to go lah. I would say that's true. Yeah. Does, does MU have four keepers now? I think. Um. No, Lee, we have three. Uh, Henderson. Oh, yes, four keepers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Henderson. They are Henderson, Romero, and Grant. But Romero, <laughs> um, is probably going to be sold. It's just a matter of time. Oh, okay. Um, Grant seems like the third choice right now, be- uh, behind they and Henderson. Hmm. Uh, but at least we have a solid second choice keeper um, fighting for the first choice. Uh, yes. As well. Yes. It's very different yes. to last season where uh, Romero was uh, out and out number two. Mm. Uh, this season, Dean Henderson is claiming the number one spot as well. Mm. So it's quite interesting to see. All right. In your opinion, Arjun, yeah. Henderson or De Gea? Right now, to be honest, I would go for Dean Henderson because he's a okay. lot more solid. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, he doesn't make as spectacular saves as what De Gea makes, but mm-hmm. I would rather have a solid keeper who I know keeps the simple balls out, um, mm-hmm. rather than having one like De Gea has been quite error prone recently. Mm-hmm. Not just recently, probably in the last three seasons, uh, mm-hmm. it's been an ongoing problem. Uh, he would make like simple mistakes which cost MU so many games, and then he would make it up with like two spectac- spectacular saves that nobody expects him to make. Yeah, but it's not worthy, isn't it? Yes, it's not worthy because the <laughs> spectacular saves are like one in ten, and the mistakes are too many. So, uh, uh-huh. and and also, I feel like Dean Henderson is a lot more vocal to the defenders during the game. Oh, I see okay. him shouting to the defenders a lot more, shouting to mm-hmm. the uh, players to mark uh, other players during the corner. Mm-hmm. He exudes more confidence to the backline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he recently he just made a mistake, right? Against his old, he gifted his old yes. club a, a goal. Uh, yes, yeah. he made a mistake, but um. He was still pretty confident after that, and uh, Dehia always gives me nervous feelings. Uh, especially after a like, mistake, like, like, like after yeah. after he made a mistake, like he very nervous already. Yes, and I feel he spreads that nervousness throughout the whole pack more, which makes it worse. Whereas Steve <laughs> Henderson um, gives me a bit of the Vanessa, uh solid feels. Fuse, fuse. Yes, so I feel like there'll be a lot more solid with Dean Henderson, but um. To, we can't keep Deya happy if we make Dean Henderson number one. So we probably need to sell Deya then and uh, get uh, another backup keeper. So probably end of the season, I would say we should look at selling Deya. But I don't know which other club would want him right now. Uh, is Sam Johnstone still under MU? No, uh, Sam Johnstone, I think, uh, has gone on a permanent transfer. Oh, permanent transfer. Yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, He's also okay. doing not too bad, actually. But yeah. I think he's quite far down the pecking order, even if he still stayed in uh, MU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least yeah. he's playing games, lah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. So okay, let's yeah. move on to MU. Arjun, yeah. uh, what are your January transfer targets for Manchester United? Okay, the few priority positions. For example, in the centre of midfield, I, I feel that we are well stocked, and we can have two, uh, good teams 
which has strong center of midfield position. Mm. Uh, so for that position, I feel we're quite okay. Left back, mm. we're quite okay after getting Dallas. Uh, he's a mm. very good backup to Shaw. Or maybe uh, at this moment, I can't say who's first choice. Uh, mm. Each of them play games. Um, I would say definitely a right winger. Good, solid right winger. The problem is there's a shortage of the uh, good right wingers in the world right now, I feel. Mm-hmm. Especially right wingers. Um, since we have not had a proper right winger since the time of Nani and Valencia under Ferguson. Mm. Uh, okay. So I feel that's what we are lacking. We have always played Marta on the right wing. Um, mm-hmm. And we have played Jesse Lincoln on the right wing. Rashford on the right wing. Ronaldo was right wing. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, but Ronaldo was way before Nani and uh, Valencia. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, then he was shifted to the left, then he shifted up top. So definitely right wing is a priority, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, since in attack, we already have Kawani as a backup to Marshalls. Or, yeah. So and I have think, uh, Odeon Igalo as well. Don't forget him. Oh, uh, yes. So that's not a priority. So probably right wing and I would say right back as well. Because we need some backup and some competition for one Bisaka as well. I, I feel like since there's no competition for one Bisaka, sometimes his performance level drops. And also... If it's a bit complacent. Yeah. <laughs> also, Bisaka is not good enough as a backup. Uh, okay. Because uh, he's good enough to play cup games, but I don't think he's a good enough backup for Premier League and European level. Okay. Um, it, at at centre back, also I would say someone to partner Maguire. Little off is pretty decent, but I he doesn't ever strike me as world class. Mm. So I feel like we need another good centre back to partner Maguire. Mm. Uh, because Maguire feels like whenever Maguire's partner is solid, Maguire produces a good game. <laughs> So that's the conundrum there. So, uh, so yeah, probably I'll say right back and right wing. Mm. Hey, where is Brandon Williams? Huh? Brandon Williams has not been in the team much since one Bisaka is not always rested. Uh, oh. I mean, it's one Bisaka always plays, and also on the left, we have Dallas and Shaw now. So, I yeah, think yeah, Brandon yeah. Williams is quite far down the pecking order. Understand. All right, then. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's move on to. Uh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yes, okay. I agree with what you've written. I would say everywhere. <laughs> uh, with the exception of maybe even in centre midfield, I would say Thomas Partey is probably the only good uh, showfire starting 11 material that Arsenal has. Yes. Uh, I don't right. have much confidence in Saka or Gundozi. Yeah, okay. So so uh, from what I have seen analysed from Arsenal's few games, uh, their, their, yeah. their formation was mm-hmm. a 3-4-3. Yeah, and they have wing back. Their, their mm. wing back was uh, Ainsley Maitland Niles, and yeah. the other side on the left hand side is uh, Bakayo Saka. Yeah, I don't think Saka is a. It would be a good defensive player from what I have seen the games that he has played. He is much more effective further up the field. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah so uh, I dropped down a few, a few like we, we start from the back, which is okay. centre back. Uh, Louis. Uh, how about Louis goalkeeper? Can, first? Uh, goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, I watched I watched the Arsenal fan TV the other day. Yeah. <laughs> they are saying uh because uh the the backup, the young backup keeper Gunnarsson made a mistake against the uh, Gunnarsson, right? Gunnarsson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh made a mistake, made a simple mistake against Manchester City in the yeah. League Cup, mm-hmm. League Cup quarterfinals a few days ago. Yeah. So they were saying, why did we sell Martinez? Number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, if Leno is injured, we are screwed. Lah. They basically yeah. said something like that. Lah. So I think Okay, a backup keeper. Yeah. But that is not the... I would say that is not the priority now. Okay, yeah. So, when since when... they don't have a starting <laughs> 11 yet. Yeah. 
<laughs> when your first choice in other position are, are not good enough, you yeah. don't focus on your backup in your keeper first. Okay. <laughs> Say, yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't jot down the, the okay. keeper side. Then center, uh, back, center right? back. Because some, somebody to partner Luis, I will say. Luis is um, lead. To be honest, I think you're quite optimistic. I don't even have confidence in Luis as a first-choice centre-back for Arsenal. I think he's quite error-prone. Mm. And yeah, he has yeah, too many yeah. weaknesses. He can, he can play like a World Cup winner in one game. And then yes, he play like exactly. A, he's a bit yeah. uh, like Pogba in terms of inconsistency. <laughs> uh, he, he can be world-class on his day, but those days yes. are not often. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, what I heard from uh, fans in uh, AFTV, AFTV was that Luis is actually uh, exerting some leadership lah in the okay. back line. Lah. Yeah. So because, temporarily, um, I guess he can continue. He can. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah. one one spot lah. We give him one spot. Yeah. <laughs> His partner though, like uh, William. Uh, no, sorry, sorry. William Saliba. William Saliba. I think William Saliba is not playing. I'm yeah. Sorry. So. Saliba seems to be actually a good alternative to break into the first team since Arsenal yeah. are not playing so well and he's a highly rated defender. Mm. Uh, it's quite a surprise why Ajita is not playing him. Yeah, yeah. And why Ajita is not playing Ozil? We have no idea. Um, that is more because of political issues from what I've been reading. Oh, okay. Uh, because Ozil is a Muslim and uh-huh. his views on the Chinese... Uh, government's treatment on Uyghur uh, Muslims. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. And, I remember uh, this Arsenal have a lot of Chinese sponsors. So the theory is that uh, it's the pressure from the Chinese government that is causing Muslims uh, not to play. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Understand. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. In, he's in a bit of a tough situation because mm. uh, most clubs he would move to will have the same problem mm. unless he moves down to a smaller club, but no other, no smaller. Who doesn't have any sponsor, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's yeah, the problem we see right now. Yeah, and and look, uh, back to the uh center back issue. Louis partners uh Rob Holding. Yeah. Currently is what, what's his name again? G- Gabriel recently got a red card. Yeah. Not very convincing, like, I would say. Um, yeah. looking at the backline of the rest of the league, um, mm. potentially who can Arsenal buy as center backs? I would definitely say since they play a back three and Connor Cody is strong in a back three. Yeah, yeah. A, you, you seem like you want to fit Connor Cody. I, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Connor Cody. I see him play is quite good because he can um, mm. start attacks from the back as well. His long balls mm. are really good. Yes. Long balls to the wingers, to the wing backs. Mm. High up the field. So uh, I think Arsenal can use a bit of uh, that kind of ball-playing defender. Uh, uh, I, I read reports. There are, there are actually quite a few uh, good centre-backs down the yeah. league. For example, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Mee, for one. Yes. And then uh, there's also one that rumoured to be tied by top clubs. Uh, what's his name again? Ben White. Ben, ben White. White. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. another one is also Westergaard, as Ah, yes, yes. A very tall, tall defender. Yeah. Uh, he's a very big aerial threat as well. Uh, during corners oh, yeah. or attacking yes. set pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, so there, there are, I would say there's there are options, lah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Moving on to uh, wing back. Uh, wing back, yeah, wing back. Yeah. Uh, left back they got uh Kieran Turney, Turney from Celtic. Yeah, uh, it is Scottish. pretty good. Yeah, that's high stamina. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so let's let's not talk about backup first, lah. For yeah. Arsenal, let's talk about first eleven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for right and... back, I feel like Bellerin and um Ainsley Maitland-Niles are not good enough. Uh. Yeah, they're good enough. Yes, correct. They're good enough. Are they good enough? I, I feel like they're not good enough. 
think they're good enough, lah. Okay. Uh, uh, unless, unless, okay, they, 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 they are not, there are not many better right back in the, in, out of the top six other than, you know, I would say, uh, Tarek Lamptey in Brighton. Mm, the youngster. The youngster. Yeah, yeah Which, they, he's uh, quite uh, good. Yeah. Yeah, he's quite good. Right. Uh, Kyle Walker-Peters is not too bad. Ah, uh, yes. Southampton, yeah. right? Yeah, Southampton. Yeah. Then centre midfield. Centre midfield, just somebody to partner Thomas. Probably Partey. someone more uh, creative since Party is a defensive midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Party is more but, but a bit they like have, they have they have uh Denis Seb- Seba also. Sorry, who? The uh, Sebaos from Oh uh, Sebaos, yeah, yeah. Sebaos. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sebaos <laughs> probably works best in a midfield three, from what I've seen. He doesn't have the discipline mm. to sit in a midfield two. Mm. So it depends true, whether true, Arsenal true. play a three midfield or two midfield. True, true, true. Uh, yeah, because yeah, Sebaos likes to go further up. Mm. Granit Jaka? Yeah. Uh, Granit Jaka to me is a yeah. time bomb. He is a time yes, bomb. Definitely. <laughs> Explode anytime. Um, yeah. Again, he's a bit like David Lewis, but it can yeah, be very yeah, good yeah. on his day. Yes. And Correct. has been very good for Switzerland. Correct. But uh, uh, yeah, for Arsenal, too many poor days. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like David Lewis, but with the added attribute of a time bomb. Yes, <laughs> definitely. But 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 credit to him though, he he got a red card, got booed off by fan. Uh, we thought that was the end of the road for him. He came yeah. back strong. Yeah, yeah, back in the starting lineup again and got a red card again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody just to partner part, party. party. Uh, any good suggestions? Um, a top class suggestion would be Saul from Atletico as well. Oh, Saul. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't think Saul would want to go to Yeah. Unless Pate uh, could can. Convince him. <laughs> convince him. <laughs> um, or maybe... Ruben Nevis? Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah, 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 that's actually, yeah. Attacking and, and, and more, more attacking-minded midfielder. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good option. Mm. Uh, James Ward-Prowse, maybe. That one is a free-kick king. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he scored two, two free-kicks against him, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah. let's move on to right wing. Right wing. Okay, right <laughs> yeah. wing, I jot down here. We are, Okay, left wing is good because left wing is the captain. Uh, uh, Pierre, yeah, but, Emmett, okay, um, yeah, since we're speaking about Aubameyang, uh, keep ourselves. He just signed is, a contract. Is, is his back form temporary or do you think it's a start of his decline? Because he's also 30 plus already. Mm. He's 31, I think. So, to be honest, I think Arsenal should have sold him and could have mm-hmm. used the money to get younger players in. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, uh, he was on good form. So, this is just in hindsight. Mm. Uh, at, the time, at the time, it would have been quite crazy to sell him. Yeah, so... But at the, at the time when they when they announced that he signed a contract, it was a good news la, for everybody yes. for, for Arsenal fans yeah. yeah. Yeah, But but we will further discuss about Aubameyang later in okay, the so William. fourth. Yeah, William right wing. He is on two hundred and twenty thousand per week. He is thirty two years old. I I think that was the only way Arsenal could attack him to come over from Chelsea using money. To la. be honest, yes. True, uh, true, true. Yeah, I really sense. believe so. Yeah. Uh, because for William, yeah. I feel like he probably thought it's his one last um, Hurrah. opportunity to earn money. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Before he go back to Brazil. La. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in comparison, Salah so, uh, is 200. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Virgil van Dijk, 180. Sadio Mane is on 100k per week. Sadio Mane is criminally <laughs> low. Uh, so yeah, William, um, 
Is it too early to brand him a flop or you think it's about time? I think he's just there to earn his last paycheck, to be honest. So, so be, far a be... flop? Uh, similar yeah. to Mkhitaryan, I guess? Yeah, yeah, I will say. To yeah. be very critical. Uh, 220k per week. His return is not, 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 not good enough, I will say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So probably promote okay. Pepe uh, to play in the starting lineup. Because... Uh, yes, um, I would think to yeah to, to give Pep, Nic, Nic, Nicholas Pepe more, more chances. Yeah, since he's quite promising. Yeah, cost um, Arsenal 72 million as well. Big yeah, money purchase. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only that, I would think even up front, Lacazette has not been good enough. Um, yes. Although he was fine, um, similar, like a lot of people were saying he's a successor to Benzema, French mm. striker coming from uh, Lyon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he hasn't quite lived up to. Uh, expectation expectations uh. yes 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 so probably not uh, good enough to be a starter he, he was he was he was a promising striker in Lyon uh, back, yes. back back then yeah but but I think I feel that to be honest now that you mentioned about him yeah. I feel that there is a reason why Ateta and uh, Unai Emery didn't play him as much yeah. in a starting 11 oh, but uh, to be fair he's uh, the reason Aubameyang got pushed to the left in the first place since Aubameyang came from Dortmund as a central striker was to accommodate. Yeah, is to accommodate Lacazette in the same lineup. But uh, maybe then moving Aubameyang back to the center might be the better solution and get a left winger. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would if I I will if I were the manager, I will put Aubameyang back in the center and I'll put Saka in left wing. On the left and Pepe on the yes. right. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that makes more sense. And, and so Lacazette then, will be uh back yeah. up to Obala. Mm. Get over closer to the goal up front. Yes. And correct, yeah, correct. That'll probably be more promising. But but to be honest, currently Alba is not currently. I would say back before he signed his contract, Alba yes. was uh, flourishing like in in the left wing position. Ah, uh, that's true. Probably because he had <laughs> enough time to um hone his skills coming in from the left. Yes, similar inside. to similar to Rashford, uh, I would say. Ma- Marcus Rashford, yes. 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 Because <laughs> Rashford also wanted to be a striker, and then he was pushed out. Yeah. Left. To accommodate yeah. uh, other strikers, Ibra, to accommodate Lukaku, uh, mm. and then to accommodate Martial after Lukaku left, and now Cavani as well. Mm. So Rashford yes. has never really gotten a chance up front. Correct, correct. But it doesn't matter. I, I think it doesn't matter to him. His scoring, yeah. his return is quite good. Exactly. Yeah. All right, moving on to uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. Yeah. One uh, Son Heung-min or Harry Kane injury away from a crisis. I completely agree. <laughs> because uh, initially when they signed uh, Gareth Bale and Bergwijn, mm. I thought mm. they had quite a good squad depth. Mm-hmm. But it seems like Gareth Bale... Uh, it, no, no, it seems like Zidane was right not to play Gareth Bale because his form has been quite poor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm surprised Lucas Mora has not been in the team more. Yes. Because I quite like Mora as a player. And, and he was uh, the catalyst for the comeback against Ajax in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was hit the hat trick. Two seasons, two seasons ago. The season that they reached the Champions League final, right? Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. Was a exactly. Yeah. So I feel like Lucas Mora still can contribute something. Mm-hmm. Um, so assuming uh, I feel Kane, uh, the injury to Kane is a lot worse than injury to Son. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if Son is injured, I feel they can plug the gap reasonably with Lucas Mora. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only issue is they would lose some pace since Son is a very good dribbler. Uh, yes. a very good counter-attacking specialist yes. for Mourinho. Puskas winner. Puskas award winner. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Mourinho will lose a key weapon. Mm. 
but it definitely if Kane is injured, I feel they are in crisis. <laughs> yeah. Because Kane is the one who seems to link up the play at the moment. Uh, yeah. Like Son without Kane is, uh, doesn't seem to have as uh, be as productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rely on each other quite a lot. Mm. So in that sense, yeah. Uh, but they probably need to offload some of these attackers before they can buy more attackers. Yeah, yeah, true, true. That I, I think, I think defensively they have nothing to worry about, like, Being a yeah. Jose Mourinho team. Yes, definitely. And, and uh, Mourinho plays two center defensive midfielders as well, so the back four should be well protected. Eric Dyer yeah, is yeah. playing right quite well. Yeah, and to be honest, uh, 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 uh Pierre Ho- Hobert, I think from Southampton. Yeah, Pierre Emil Hobert. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's playing quite well, like. He's been playing very well. Ah, he's, he's a bit. He, I mean, he's been protecting the back four, and he's been spraying passes very well. Yeah. Very good long passes. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So here I have a few data for the backup. Yeah. Uh, back backup for uh Son and Kane. Yeah. So I have five players here. Gareth Bale played mm-hmm. four, one goal. Mm-hmm. Lucas Moura played twelve, one goal. Steven Bergwine played nine, zero goal. Mm-hmm. Vinicius Jr. played one zero goal and Eric Lamela played five zero goal. Mm-hmm. In total, these five attacker contributed two goals and zero assists. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, Son played 14, 11 goals and five. four assists. Kane had played 14, nine goals and 10 assists. Mm-hmm. So in total, both of them alone contributed 20 goals and 14 assists. Yeah. So there's a big drop in standard. Lah. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Comparing, yeah. To be, uh, to be fair, uh, it seems like comparing United with and without Bruno Fernandes. Um, it seems <laughs> like as the, it, it's similar to like how Mourinho is not able to rest on again. Uh, it's the same problem Ole has. He tried to rest Bruno against West Ham. And mm-hmm. United were playing so badly until Bruno came on. And suddenly everyone lifted their game. Did, did, did Bruno came on half, at halftime? Uh, I can't quite remember. But uh, okay. after Bruno came on, I think United came back. Because they were oh, yeah. 1-0, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And they came back to win yes. 3-1. Yes. Uh, and then only happened after Bruno came on. Uh, from that, uh, we could be, have been losing 2 or 3-0. That was how bad the performance <laughs> was. Really? Yeah, the West End game. Uh? Uh, yes. And I heard the first half was bad, right? Yes, it was quite bad. Uh, to be honest, even the Everton game, I feel like if Bruno Fernandes didn't play, uh, it would have been quite bad. Since he played, mm-hmm. uh, United dominated the early 20 minutes. And should have mm-hmm. scored at least two goals, but didn't mm-hmm. put away the chances. But mm-hmm. at least uh, we were dominating at the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, I, also, this is also why Bruno wasn't taken off until very late. Or was he mm-hmm. even taken off? I, I, I don't know whether he completed the 90 minutes. I can't remember. But mm-hmm. yeah, ha- having a game against Leicester on Saturday lunchtime with having only uh, two days in between, Ole still didn't want to rest Bruno Fernandes because of that reason. Mm-hmm. So I think Mourinho has the same problem. Mm. Um, he may be able to get the get away with resting Son for one of the games, uh, maybe mm-hmm. against uh, Fulham or West Brom. Mm-hmm. I think he can't rest Kane for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a similar problem for Mourinho. But the difference between MU and Spurs is that Spurs can rest Son and Kane for their Europa League match, whereas MU didn't because they are playing in the Champions League. Yes. Uh, the, the, so so now they, they may be more tired in terms of the Christmas running. Uh, yes, I agree. But again, yeah, going yeah. forward, it will be similar. Because yeah, yeah, MUI is the Europa League also now. Um, yeah. But again, uh, for Mourinho, yeah, that's the problem is if, if you compare Klopp, um, because of 
his system. Uh, he's able to take out money, put in Jota, and Liverpool do, does suffer, but not as much. They are mm-hmm. still able to create chances and win. Mm-hmm. But Spurs, because it's such a defensive team under Mourinho, and mm. they are relying on Son and Kane's uh, magic moments to win the mm. game, mm. where none of them are not there, it's quite tough. Yeah, true. I, I think it, it takes two hands to clap. Lah, <laughs> for yeah, them. yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Actually, they play until I don't know who is the starting right wing. Do they even have a right wing? <laughs> yeah, because they don't have a starting right wing because Bergwijn yeah. always plays so far back. So they yeah. only have a front two, Son and Kane, yeah. and the rest are yeah. all defending. Yeah. yeah. Uh, true, that true, that true. was a problem with Mourinho's United as well because mm-hmm. um, everyone was defending, even Rashford and Martial being wingers, mm-hmm. they were back defending. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think they were too tired to use their pace to counter attack mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had a target man First, it was Ibra, then it was Lukaku. Mm. Uh, it wasn't quite like Kane. Kane, I feel, still mm. has more pace than Lukaku or Ibra had. More versatile, I think. More versatile, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ibra and Lukaku were more pure target men. Yeah. Yeah. They are, they are like the Fellaini type. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on to Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea. I, I look through yeah. their squad. Like. Yeah, uh-huh. it's very well stocked. Uh, yeah, exactly. The only place I would say they may even want to look at is centre-back. Uh, mm-hmm. Just to get a backup to Thiago Silva. Because it seems like if Thiago Silva is not playing, um, their defence is not great. But so far, it's been bailed out by the attack. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're scoring more than they're letting in. But whenever Thiago mm-hmm. Silva plays, they look quite solid. Solid lah. Yeah, but Thiago Silva is 33 and... He is injury prone uh, as well as he may not be able to play for that uh, that much longer. Yes, so correct. It's not an uh, urgent priority, but maybe maybe, uh, maybe not in January, maybe in the uh, next following transfer window. And, and I don't think they can expect Thiago Silva to play every game. Uh. Yes. Um, yeah, that's also the other thing. Yeah. Uh, because the only, yeah, the other centre-backs they have are what? Kazuma, Christensen, Rudiger. Hey, Rodriguez as well, yeah. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, CB. Uh, CB is one of, or like what you mentioned, I think Mandy, the goalkeeper, the new goalkeeper that they signed, Mandy, solved their last, last week. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, as an MU fan, I'm definitely uh, missing the days of Kepa. Yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> yeah. Mandy is, yeah. Um, yeah, having played Chelsea earlier in the season, uh, Mandy is quite solid. Uh, we need a lot of chances to get past him. Mm. Yeah. I think I think the problem for they have is just to they need to gel. Lah. Yes. Yeah, squad on paper looks very good. Yeah, because uh, it's always the case, right? There's too many new signings in the same season, it's a bit hard to gel. Uh yes, yes. Yeah. That's it's why like, I think I think Chelsea struggled a bit at the start of the season. It's similar to the time Spurs sold Bale and bought like eight players, I think. Yeah. Eight first team players yeah. and only yeah. I can only remember Ericsson and Lamela, I think. Yeah. Who were relative successes. The rest weren't that great. Because I can't uh, yeah, I can't quite remember anyone else mm. who was a major success at that time. Yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, so I think they can only yeah. hope two or three to make an immediate impact. Like such as Tego Silva, Harvard hasn't quite made an impact. Werner has been on and off. Chilwell, I would say it's not too bad. Mendy is not too bad as well. All right. Last one, City. Yeah. Uh, uh, I agree. They need CDM. CDM. Yeah, they need CDM. Fernandinho's uh, successor. Yes. Oh, uh, okay. So, 
this thing, what, what I would say is, is it more that Cardiola's system is not working as much nowadays? Or is it that Rodri is not good enough? Because it seems more like, because Guardiola is a bit like Klopp, where he has his system and whatever players he gets in wants to fit the system, rather than relying on uh, individual moments of events. Mm-hmm. So, is it more, like, it seems like Guardiola's system is going backwards. As in other managers, a lot of other managers have found out how to expose them. Yeah. I, 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 I'll put it this way that maybe uh, uh, coaches have found out a way to play against Guardiola. Uh, definitely, I would say Klopp was one of the first ones who <laughs> yes. found, found a way against Guardiola. And I feel a lot of teams either copy that or modify tactics from that. And yes, a lot of them have found a way to counter Guardiola. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so even against United, for the first time, uh, I think, facing United, mm-hmm. he played with two holding midfielders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think from the time I started watching, Guardiola's Man City have ever played two holding midfielders against United. Um, I think that's how worried he was about United's pace on that attack. Counter-attack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, getting possession in the midfield as well, winning the physical battles. So a lot of people say he gave too much respect to United. Mm-hmm. by uh, putting two defensive midfielders. But I think that's because he was so worried that uh, mm. his blueprint doesn't quite, isn't quite uh, foolproof anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's more of a system problem rather than Rodri's problem alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even in the attack, uh, it doesn't seem like, even with De Bruyne, it doesn't seem like they're scoring as many as they used to, dominating as much as they used to. Yeah. Uh, even at centre back, having bought so many centre back, Laporte, Diaz, mm. they are still letting in easy goals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel like they, they, uh, I think he spent he spent quite a lot on, on centre back on defence. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And oh, <laughs> to be honest, I don't think he has solved it yet. So yeah, I feel rather than a player problem, it's more of um, needs method, to adapt. method problem. Yes, he probably needs to adapt mm. a bit more. To mm-hmm. alter his uh, tactics a bit more. Yeah, I think the days of Tiki Taka are over. That's true, 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 true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is also yeah. why Barcelona uh, are struggling. Yeah, yeah, true, true. You, you, can, you can continue to pass, la, but you won't get through the defense. La, uh, exactly. I, um, I can't remember which team it was. That um, Yeah, probably there was that one season where Tiki Taka was dying and uh, counter-attack football, defending and counter-attacking football became so popular. Uh, that's when the commentators were saying you can have all the possession in the world, but if you can't score goals, you can't do anything. Yeah, true, true. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and recently, um, the Spurs Man City match where City lost to Spurs, um, mm. someone asked Mourinho, uh, Man City dominated the possession and they dominated the game, so what do you think? Mm. And Mourinho mm. said, they can bring the ball home if they want, but I won the game. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, so I, I really got the sentiment, you know. So I feel like mm. uh, I feel like Nadiola is not progressing now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was that's also another topic. Um, Nadiola keep on sack. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. The other day uh, I saw uh, a supercomputer prediction, mm-hmm. which uh, predicted Man City to finish in eighth place mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which case, um, I feel like Nadiola might get the sack. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. To be honest, yeah, so he's. I feel like he's... they have. Probably the best squad in the uh-huh. Premier League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He has he hasn't won the Champions League in eight or nine years, I think. Yeah, because Seems to be honest, on paper, if you see Man City squad is definitely the best in the Premier League. It's way better than mm-hmm. even Chelsea. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Better than Liverpool, better than United. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. of course, yes. And he's not dominating games as he used to, so there must be something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he 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 does replace his uh company, Vincent Company and uh Fernandinho soon. I I think he hasn't replaced Company, Fernandinho and Aguero and even David Silva mm-hmm. adequately. Mm-hmm. So this yes. four was the spine of the Man City team. True, true, true. Yes. And he hasn't adequately replaced them. Jesus isn't quite to Aguero's standard. Rodri mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be as good as Fernandinho. And right. Laporte and Diaz doesn't uh, can't fill company shoes. So I I feel. Right. Yeah, that that might be his problem as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about the goal scoring part, I I have data here to share lah. Yeah. On the goal scorer, who are the goal scoring substitute? This actually this question I have been asking for quite a few seasons now because mm-hmm. for Man City, their centre forward is only Sergio Aguero and Gabriel Jesus. But who who is the backup? What if you know? And these two are injury prone players. Yeah. Yeah. So for this season alone, Aguero mm-hmm. is injured. He played three zero yeah. goal. Mm-hmm. Gabriel Jesus played seven, two goals, one assist. Mm-hmm. Raheem Sterling played twelve, mm-hmm. four goals, two assists. Mm-hmm. Ferran Torres nine, uh, played nine, one goal, one assist. And mm-hmm. Riyad Mahrez played ten, uh, four, uh, played ten, four goals and one assist. So if you uh, and then okay, let's uh, these are the attackers lah. These, yeah. these are defined as attackers. If we add in, add in uh KDB's stat as well, the bonus mm-hmm. stat as well, played twelve, two goals, seven assists. Mm-hmm. Total they achieve. 13 goals and 12 okay. assists for yeah. this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you compare that against Liverpool's front three, mm-hmm. in total, just the three players compared yeah. to the uh, City's six players, mm-hmm. Liverpool achieved 23 goals and 8 assists. Yeah. So, they do need a, a out, out and out goal scorer, I would say. Uh, yeah, not only... Uh, actually, yeah, that and plus... When you see the seasons where Man City won the title under Guardiola, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they scored more than 100 goals. Scoring mm-hmm. a lot of goals was their biggest strength, even yes. though it was spread out throughout the entire team. Yes. Uh, for example, I play Fantasy Premier League, and mm-hmm. uh, traditionally it's very hard to predict which attackers will be benched and which attackers will start for Man City under Guardiola. True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, you never know which attackers are going to be benched, so you never know which mm-hmm. Man City attacker to include in your IPL team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so traditionally, the goals have always been so spread out in mm-hmm. the Man City attack, and that's because mm-hmm. the system works so well that no matter who he subbed on or no matter who he started, uh, someone mm-hmm. would score, and they mm-hmm. would win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of I the think they constantly like, they constantly yeah. five new five new lot of clubs. Eh? Exactly, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. So now I feel like uh, yes, one losing Aguero was a big uh, problem, mm-hmm. but also David Silva because David Silva was. Um, a very big creative force in midfield, mm. pulling the strings behind and yes, balancing out Kevin De Bruyne. Yes. So right now, I feel Kevin De Bruyne has a lot more uh, responsibilities and he's not getting the same yes. finishing from Jesus as he did from Aguero as well. So he's getting very frustrated also. The downgrade in the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, back then, if you, if, you defend, if you focus on Manmark KDB, you can uh, forget about David Silva. You know, if you focus on David Silva, you forgot about KDB. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Now you only have one to focus on, so a lot easier. Mm. True, true that, true that. Yeah. So, so it's more of a systematic things, problem. Right? I don't think they can solve it that easily. Mm. <laughs> Maybe uh, a topic for next week. Yeah. Pep Guardiola, cute or sack. All right, let's move on now to our fourth topic for tonight. And, five, and fourth and final topic for tonight. Mikel Arteta, keep. Or sack. So no, 
till now, worst start since 1974-75. In the 14 games this season, they are closer to the relegation zone than they are to the top four. And they have doubled two times the defeat than win. Mm. And yeah, this this uh, stats and this data really doesn't paint a good picture for uh, Ateta. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, any comments, Sajun? Um, yes. <laughs> Feeling this Ateta's Arsenal team, it reminds me of David Moyes United, mm-hmm. uh, where I can't, at least under Jose Mourinho's United, it wasn't pretty to watch, but I could see what we were trying to do. He mm-hmm. had a game plan, he had tactics, yeah. Uh, even when he was and he, to he, and he stick to the game plan. Yes. I think David plan, Moyes, yeah. I couldn't see a game plan. It seemed yeah. like he was lost every game. And uh, <laughs> when we had Fellaini under David Moyes, in one of the games, mm-hmm. uh, we had the record high, Premier League record high number of mm-hmm. crosses into the penalty mm-hmm. box, which was 82 mm-hmm. crosses during the mm-hmm. game. And I remember this because I remember thinking uh, his tactic is just to go to the byline and cross it in and hope Fellaini <laughs> does something. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, this Arsenal team, although they are not a crossing team, but it seems like that. It seems like Arteta doesn't know. It seems what like they are lost, lah. They are lost, lah. Yeah. Uh, initially, we were all thinking that he is trying to copy Guardiola, uh, trying to implement the Guardiola Pep Guardiola system mm-hmm. at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. But it's also that he doesn't have good enough players. But I also feel he's a bit too inexperienced. Hmm. Uh, maybe it's a bit too big of a jump for him. Similar to David Moyes, uh, at the time, a lot of people said uh, jumping from Everton to United was a big, big step. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he was uh, not experienced enough to manage such a big club. I think for Moyes, at least he was a manager. For yes. Atleta, it's a bigger jump. He's, he goes from an assistant manager to a manager in a top four, top six club. Exactly, yes. Um, yeah. Even a lot of people criticize Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but he has been a manager as well. At Cardiff and Bolde. Yes, not yeah, a yeah. top club, but at least he has been a manager. Yes, uh, true, yes. True, Ateta, true. like you said, is a big jump, big, big jump. Yeah, yeah. So, I think there, there are a few memes uh, going around like saying like, you know, you want to come back and put, put up cones for me? Yeah, yes, <laughs> I've seen that. Uh, and yeah, the performances has been pretty horrible. Uh, mm. <laughs> to be honest, uh, uh, yeah, I have a personal bias in this as well since uh, Arsenal beat United one year early mm-hmm. in the season. Uh, via uh, Obamayang penalty. Mm-hmm. And although the game was pretty even from what I can remember. Fun fact, that was their last victory in Premier League. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, it was the last game. It was uh, quite an even game which was decided by a penalty. Yes. But in the aftermath of the victory, uh, a lot of people said Ateta was masterminded the victory. Which, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I may have been biased but I didn't quite agree with since I felt it was a even contact. Yeah, because you watched the game, lah. You watched the game and yes, you know what, I watched you know what the happened. Game and yeah. Yes, I may have been biased, but I felt it was an even contest, um, mm. which they got a bit lucky with by winning mm-hmm. with a penalty. So when seeing a lot of people praise Ateta, uh, it made me think like, what exactly did he do differently to win the game? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. didn't seem to me that he did enough to win the game. But yeah, uh, a lot of people were praising him, and then yeah, he was brought back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the weeks after. Turns out otherwise. Like, like, yeah, like, turns out otherwise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I have a data here uh, mm-hmm. to compare Ateta against Unai Emery. Yeah. Yeah. So Ateta so far has managed 52 Premier yeah. League games. Ateta, uh, Unai Emery managed 78 in total. Mm-hmm. And, and a point to note is that Unai Emery lost 19 games out of 78. Okay. Mikel Ateta lost 15 out of 52. 52. Yeah. 
So yeah, only four games. Only only uh four games more lah. Despite playing mm. 20, 26 more games for Unai Emery. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and his his record stacks up better than Mikel Arteta. For example, point per game, one point eight five compared to Arteta's one point seven five. Uh, win rate is higher. Yeah. Uh, 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 losing rate is lower. Yeah. Uh, Emery's team, you can see that it is more of an attacking, and yeah. they have goal per game is higher. And but also the goal conceded per game is also higher as well. Mm. Yeah, but uh, all in all, uh, win rate higher means more points. Lah. Yeah. At the end of the day, is what the, the, the point is the most important thing. Lah. Yeah, so Emery's situation at Arsenal, uh, the battle that can draw is uh, Louis Van Hal at United. Mm. Um, although when he was sacked, I was quite disappointed. Since he had just won the After FA he Cup. won the FA Cup, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So I felt uh, there was progress and he wasn't doing too badly, but yeah, he was sacked. And even in the stats, if I'm not mistaken, he he did pretty well, reasonably well. Mm-hmm. So I feel Emery was in the same boat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't speak for Arsenal fans since I don't watch a lot of Arsenal games, so I don't know uh, was there actually progress. But mm-hmm. it does seem like they have gone backwards from Emery to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I think they are more, uh, how do I say, uh, sentiment against sacking Ateta for, for, because Ateta was their former player, their former captain. Yes, I think it would be the same with Ole at United as well. Yeah, uh, true. Oh, they would give him a lot more time than they gave other managers. Yes. Uh, because now the sentiment is to hire your former players. Yeah. Uh, seems agree, like agree. that's the trend. Yeah, agree, agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few more damning yeah. stats for Arsenal, for Ateta in particular. Mm. I've analysed the past 10 Premier League games for Arsenal. The result shows 1 win, 2 draws and 7 defeats. Mm. So we, within this 10 game, they scored, they scored a total of 4 goals. 4 goals, okay. 4 goals in 10 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So out of these 4 goals, 3 were from set pieces. Mm-hmm. Three of the pieces, and only one, one was from one. open play, lah. Okay. Open play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and the set pieces, of course, the one is the, the one they described, lah, which is the yeah. Aubameyang's penalty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talking about uh, Aubameyang. So out of the four goals, looks like two uh, penalties. One was Aubameyang penalty, and one was a Pepe penalty. Was a seven. Day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Gabriel corner. Yeah. Against Wolf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So only one from open play. The goals have really dried up for yeah. Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> Not a really good stat. <laughs> <laughs> I think previously we were discussing about where to strengthen for Arsenal. We were everywhere, but we discussed more. We, we actually on, on that note, we actually discussed more on centre midfield and centre back. And on the I, I look back, uh, we only discussed on the attacking side. We need to talk about right wing. Oh, uh, but we also mentioned moving Oba to the centre and by yeah, new correct, left correct. winger or promoting Saka to left wing. Yeah, but, but does it, even if left wing and ST is good enough, it doesn't look like they are contributing goals lah, so far. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, okay, so now, uh, okay, I would like to focus, uh, put a spotlight on Aubameyang. Yeah. He recently signed a new three-year contract, mm-hmm. which is reportedly worth 375k per week. The, the stats show that, okay, this contract was signed on September 15th. Yeah. Aubameyang scored three goals since September 15. Uh-huh. Three goals. One in the Europa League. Yeah. One is a penalty against MU and mm-hmm. one against Southampton. Uh-huh. Which is the only open play goal that they have. Uh-huh. 
mm-hmm. that we described earlier. So three goals in 13 appearances in all competition. Yeah. I don't know whether it's, is this a mentality thing? Is this a, you know, I'm kind of starting to slack off kind of mentality? Uh, or... I feel like a lot of players after signing new contracts, they have gone down. Uh, mm-hmm. Ozil, Deja, Sanchez, maybe, mm-hmm. to name a mm-hmm. few. After um, they, after he, he yeah, the after they signed a new contract, their form has drastically dropped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it, yeah, it's probably a mentality thing. But but uh, he him being Arsenal's captain, I, I expected more out of him lah. To be yeah. honest, yeah, he probably hasn't been leading by example as well. Mm. Um, True. Yeah. To be honest, so, I, I I would also say that uh, Arsenal could do with someone like Bruno Fernandez. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who who sort of lifts the whole team? Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I I, I and it's an attacking midfielder who has a lot of goal involvements as well. Mm-hmm. But, Actually, they have a uh, kind of the uh, the player in the same mode. Like uh, I I see Danny Stables, yeah. yeah yeah in that yeah. same but, mode but... Uh, from the way I see him play, uh, his playing style is similar, but he's not quite as assertive. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he's not as vocal as well. He yes. doesn't. Um, he doesn't motivate score his teammates yeah, yeah, yeah. as much. <laughs> yeah, like for example, Bruno Fernandez after last season's uh, during uh, last season's Euro- Euro- semi-final, <laughs> he shouted at Victor Lindelof. Um, and uh, yeah, to, to be honest, it was great to see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because it's been a long time since. Uh, it was, it's refreshing for you, like it's refreshing. Yes, yes. Even though it was uh, it was a loss, but uh, yeah, it was pretty good to see. And and and. After every defeat, you can see in his social media posts, he's really disappointed. Yes. He said that we never do well, you know, yes. stuff like that. Uh, and you can see even, like for example, during Leeds, uh, when we were 3-0 up, <laughs> when all the other players were celebrating, he was busy advising Daniel James on where to run mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, on the timing to make the runs. So you mm-hmm. can see he really cares about the club. Uh, he wants mm-hmm. the club to do well. He never mm-hmm. set- settles for anything. He always wants more. Mm. So I, I yeah, Arsenal could definitely do with someone like that, or even someone yeah. like Roy Keane or Patrick Vieira. Oh yeah, true. Or, true, or true. Steven Gerrard. Yeah, yeah, a cap, a, a true captain material, I would yes, say. Yes, yes, to inspire the, the captain. To... The captain armband has been passed around for you know after every season, I think. Yes, I think, I think yeah, their, so... their, their last last mm-hmm. long term captain was I don't know Ateta, Kosciuszko, Kosciuszko, Kosciuszko. It didn't end well for for Kosciuszko as well. Yeah, it didn't end well. Went to went to Bordeaux. And then yeah. the, 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 you remember the video? The yeah. revealing video? Yes, yes, I remember that. Uh, I feel like after Fabricas and Van Persie, they've not had yeah. very regular captains. Uh, after that has been, yeah, Mojasekel, Koscielny, Ateta. Recently, no. it's, it's been David Lewis, Aubameyang. Ah, I feel like it has been tra- tra- changing hand. Yeah. The, the, uh, Zaka, Zaka was captain as well. Yeah, until yeah. He, he was booed off. Yeah, so uh, uh, let's come back to the topic. Uh, Mikhail Ateta, keep yeah. or sack? What's your um, I, I, to be honest, I would say sack. Even mm. uh, looking at so many Arsenal fans, they have lost confidence. It, in the, the main thing I feel is like a manager can do badly, but they, at least the identity of what they're trying to do should be shown. At, at least them, yeah, having a technical plan, a game plan should be shown. And it doesn't... Yes, the players are also letting Ateta down, but... He also doesn't seem to have a clear game plan. Yeah. He seemed to be using Arsenal as his uh, experiment, coaching experiment. Yeah. Yeah. I analyzed a few uh a few Arsenal games previously, like the formation keep on changing one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like what you say, the identity must be there. For example, Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah. Yes. 
yeah, you can see the identity of the club. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Um, so even if they lost, they lose, they lose 6-2, uh, right? They yeah, they yeah. have a chance in every game. Uh. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, every manager, Guardiola, you can see the identity. Klopp, you can see. Mm. Mourinho, you can see. Uh, Ole is trying to implement. You can't see mm. 100%, but it's the signs are there. Mm. Um, Brandon Rogers, you can see a little bit. Uh, Mourinho, Mourinho. Oh, yeah, yeah, Mourinho, exactly, Mourinho, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah Ralph yeah. Hassan Hutu at Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of good coach out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I share the same sentiment as well. Like, I feel that time's it, the time is up like, for. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Although yes, uh, it is pretty soon. It's half a season, but I feel the yeah. crisis is quite big. Uh, mm. so so much so that um, uh, you know, recently Sam Allardyce uh, <laughs> considers Arsenal as a relegation rival. Yeah. So it's pretty embarrassing. So I think it's time to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. I think that concludes our discussion for today's podcast. Yes. All right. Uh, thanks to have you on board, Arjun. Yeah. Hope we'll, to be on board. Uh, yeah, yeah. See everyone again and have more things to discuss lah yeah. in the next one. All right. See you and good night. Okay. See you. <laughs>